We have uh, our very good friend in the studio with us right now, in the mobile studio. Yeah, there you if go. You will. Inside the RV. Inside. With the, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, no, you, no, you, you, you can no, introduce you, you go ahead. You All go right. Ahead. Okay. Uh, it's Marty Caproni. That's who it is. <laughs> We're like, not, we don't. Guys, do you want me to jump in or what? Yeah, uh, you can <laughs> jump in anytime you want, man. Actually, we're kind of relying on you to pick up the slack well, right now. <laughs> you guys are overtired. You've been down here and living in a parking lot. It's like you're, uh, it's like you're homeless for the for the homeless. It's nice. That's how we do it. This yeah. is a, a mobile studio is a fancy way to talk about a trailer, guys. This is uh, yeah, but this is a pretty nice one. You have to admit, uh, th uh, this is like it's got a fireplace. Sure, like if we were in Fort Myers, this would be the mayor's house, you know, if we were in Florida. <laughs> this is the gubernatorial mansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is interesting. So uh, I was listening to a little of math on the way down back. So you said uh, for $40,000, we're feeding 160,000 people? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This seems like some fuzzy Enron math. I'm, uh, <laughs> but see, you, don't, you would never rely on me to figure out your taxes. Yeah. Well, that yeah. Way. If, if, if you held a gun to my head to do simple third-grade math... <laughs> That but, should never be done. Listen, every time I see him whip out a calculator, I'm like, no, nah, this <laughs> ain't going to work out. Yeah, this no. is not going to work out in his favor we, at all. We, uh, it, uh, you and I uh, actually have a, a mutual friend who was uh, one of my kids' teachers years ago. Oh, boy. And uh, she was teaching math. Mm -hmm. And I was helping my kids with, with math homework, like third grade math. Sure. And she wrote. <laughs> so my kids and in the assignment and you know of course that's all wrong because you know, I helped them yeah. and she literally wrote in big red pen don't let your father help you with math because <laughs> she, she knew she knew it was too messed up yeah, for like, it to be her she knew the, these kids are yeah. you know, smarter than their own they should never rely on dad to do simple math well, you know, my favorite thing is uh, is uh, when a kid comes to you and asks for help for their uh, for their schoolwork, and you just look at it and you realize that uh, I'm an idiot. You know, like I uh, this is beyond my comprehension yeah. level. Yeah, and what are we teaching these kids, anyways? You know, we're not teaching them how to like uh, do their taxes or anything like that. Like, uh, the other day, uh, they're trying to uh, tell my daughter she had to calculate uh, the diagonal part of a TV with uh, with what the ratio and the aspect was. Yeah, yeah right. I was like, I this is the, I don't do this. this is why I go to Home Depot and uh, yeah. and and Best Buy and ask the guy. You hey, know? TVs are either big or they're small. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, I just told her. I was like, just write in the problem there. Uh, ask the guy, uh, yeah. the the Geek Squad. Yeah, or whatever when, it, they when it comes to televisions, the biggest problem solving thing you should do is where did you leave the remote? That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. That's where it begins and ends. If someone could make an invention on a remote control so you could find it in your house, yeah, you'd be a billionaire. You know, uh -huh. we. We'd have a bigger trailer. Let's you, put it that way. you know what? We I lose uh, the. Uh, I've got like Apple TV. The Apple TV remote is pretty small. Oh, so you're fancy. I don't even know how to work. I yeah, mean, it's 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 not a real complicated thing, but it's it's literally a, a, you know about the size of a stick of gum, and you, you know we're losing that in the cushions all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like the Amazon Fire Stick. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the size of a Tic Tac. Yeah, yeah. I got. You. See, look at that, <laughs> guys. I know stuff. Um, I heard that uh, I heard that things were going well. I heard you had uh, Tom Cotter on here uh, yesterday. I heard that. Yeah, uh, sounded uh, sounded good. Uh, it sounds like things are going well with uh, Steve's dead mom. Yeah, uh, and his, <laughs> and his dad. Yeah, I was a little uh, I was a little uh, weird about that, but uh, you know what? At least she's found somebody up in heaven. Uh, well, yeah. that didn't take very long. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he was a brain surgeon. He was. Oh, was he a brain? Yeah, Tom's Tom's dad was a brain surgeon. I didn't know that. So she definitely had an upgrade. Well, uh, what better way to uh, greet your new patient than a person with degenerative brain disease? <laughs> well, see, that, they had something to talk yeah, about. They had something go. in common. Yeah. I can't imagine the level of disappointment Tom Cotter's dad has to have in him. You know, 
you're a brain surgeon, your son does this job, you know? Yeah, right. My, my father was a crane operator, and he still looks down on me for this, you know? <laughs> and he's got dementia. And he's still like, that's it? That's what you're doing? That's with your life? life. At, you, yeah. at your age, you really should apply yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my dad, who's over in the assisted living memory care facility in Aguam. The, the only thing he remembers is you being a screw-up. Yeah. yeah, well... I, don't, I think that he'll remember that uh, always. Yeah, forever, right. That's what as, I mean, man. As well as anyone else who uh, who knows me. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not much of a learned guy. I'm not a school guy. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm not a bright. I just use street logic, like I said to you last time. You know, simple things that that bother me or don't bother me. Uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, I'm kind of tired of the hero worship. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, with uh, once the pandemic started, we just started worshiping everyone's uh, jobs. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah you yeah, guys yeah. are doing a good thing here, you know? It's we're, great. We're heroes. Right. We're, we're, you're heroes. We're, we're essential right. personnel. This used to just be like camping. Yeah, I used to come down here. There would be a 30-pack. I don't know what happened now. It got real corporate, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're just getting older. And we don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah, well, we're, we're like in we're we're, we're like uh, we're like ready to wrap things up by like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, and because uh, we usually we'd stay uh, all the way up, uh, you know, uh, having some adult beverages, if you will. Yeah, what we used yeah. to do is we used to send Steve like around three, four o'clock in the afternoon mm -hmm. to some of the worst areas of town yeah. to a liquor store <laughs> that's usually covered in bulletproof glass. Yeah. And uh, and we'd, we'd send them with a few bucks, you know, probably a few sure. more bucks than you should probably have in that sure. side of town. Well, you got to put it in two different pockets for once he gets robbed in downtown Springfield. <laughs> well, you're, you're a Springfield guy, area sure. guy. You, sure. you know the area. So uh, years ago, this was what, eight, nine years ago? Probably, probably? yeah. So uh, this uh, one of John O'Brien's friends uh, lived around here, and I said, just tell me where the local package store is that I could get something. And I guess I could have gone down to Main Street here. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. To, uh, Dylan's, I guess. Yeah. So uh, she's like, oh, well, you just go down this street, and then you take a right, and then, uh, you know, it's all the way down there. Uh, it's called Frank's Package Store. And I'm like, oh, oh God. Frank's Package Store. <laughs> and I'm like, why have I heard that name, Frank's Package Store, before? I'm like, oh, because it's always preceded by or a shooting or a stabbing shot outside of Frank's Package Store. <laughs> and you walk in, and there's the only thing that's available is seltzer water, like in the area where you oh, could grab. Yeah, no one's stealing that. Everything else is behind bulletproof glass like you're at a bank, like you're at a, like a check cashing place. I had a job uh, before I had this illustrious career, and I had to train in Baltimore, Maryland. And when I went in there... Uh, the guy, the whole entire convenience store is behind glass, and then whatever you want, you put in this little turnstile, and, he, and it it goes around, and he hands you he hands you your your stuff, and the guy says, "Get, get in here, uh, white boy," and he like his name was Willie Washington, funniest thing I've ever remember, and he brought me inside, locked the door, and he goes, "Listen, I don't know how you're going to get back to your car, but it's a miracle that you got here, not getting shot." He said, "I'll walk you to my car. Let me just pick a weapon," and on, a weapon. <laughs> underneath the counter, I swear to God, he had he had a pistol, he had a sawed-off shotgun, and he had a crossbow. What was it Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, no, that's what it was like. Yeah. He had a crossbow. I said, what are you doing with a crossbow? He goes, well, that's like if someone tries to rob me, but they're a kid. Like, that was his murder. Oh, I said, so yeah. if I see a kid running down the street with an arrow sticking out of his butt, I understand that he tried to rob you. He goes, yes, yes, sir. Yeah, we don't want to kill the kids. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to injure them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to kill them, but you would want to maim them for the rest of their yeah. lives. Yeah, that's so, reasonable. What do you got for shows coming up? Well, I got uh, this uh, Saturday, I'll be in... Um, Sit at City Steam Brewery in Hartford. Uh, it used to be the Brouhaha Comedy Club. If you guys, oh uh, yeah, that. yeah. So I'll be headlining that. Uh, your boy, your boy's moving up now. Last time I was here, I was opening for Tom Cotter. Now I'm headlining my own show at uh, City Steam in Hartford, which should be fun. That's on Saturday. 
Friday night, uh, I'm still on the fence, but we might be doing a surprise pop-up show somewhere in Western Mass. So if anyone wants to follow my Instagram, they can uh, they can find out if we're going to do that uh, and where we're going to do okay. it. Okay, listen. Uh, what do you? I I've been in that business, the the sure. whole comedy business. Uh, the pop up show, the pop up show. It's not like you know Kiefer Sutherland showing up at Theodore's and all of a sudden whamming out on his guitar because he has something to do and people are like, wow, it's music. Does I mean, anybody want to hear dick jokes uh, I, randomly in a restaurant or a not, club? No, no, it's not one of the ones that you used to book me on, which was a surprise comedy show. That's right, a different right, thing. Right. That's where all everyone's just having dinner. They're on their anniversary dinner. We're like, hey, what's going on? Let me tell you about when I go to the bathroom. It would have surprised no. my dinner's been interrupted yeah, by comedy. Right. No, this is a pop-up show where people will pay money. They'll pay like 20 bucks to come right. to the show, but we'll announce the venue of the show that day. Right? right, so so that they know, and they just show up and pay at the door and come in. It's going to be a small show, probably fifty people, seventy five yeah. people, and it's going to give me a chance to run my new hour and uh, offend some people while I'm home and uh, figure stuff out, and then uh, and then take it with me on the road. You know, all right, wow. so you you got, I, a, you got a full hour. I've I, you know. Uh, yes, but uh, that's why I'm doing this show because it's not that good of an hour, Bex. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, I'm, I'm probably the worst person to market myself. So if you were thinking about going to the show, I'll lower your expectations, I guess. Nah, nah. Listen, listen. I remember when you had like two and a half minutes. Sure, and yeah. it was a good solid. Minute. That was the last time I was here two weeks ago, and uh, <laughs> I've since added fifty-eight minutes of garbage. It was about a year or two before George Carlin passed away. I saw him down at Symphony Hall, and you know, packed house. Uh, yeah, sure. And he comes out on stage with a big giant notebook, and he starts like, and then he explains halfway through the show. Look, uh, anybody, uh, you know, giving me crap about having this notebook out here, uh, I practice for these big HBO specials that I get lots of money for. So, frankly, uh, I'm here for me, you're here for me, nobody's here for you, so F you! <laughs> yeah, Carla could get away with that. Yeah. I, would, I would make it right to the point where yeah. uh, I said F you and then someone would launch a beer bottle at my head. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah well, they start F you'ing back. Yeah, I, I, I do have one, though, that I wanted to talk about that I'm doing, uh, which is, a, I mean, I, I, this is a different time nowadays, but I'm in uh, December, December 12th in... Uh, Waterbury, Connecticut. I'm doing a show. I'm headlining it at uh, Seven Angels Theater. So it's a theater show, um, and all the benefits go to a, an officer um, down there in the Naugatuck Police Department who was eight months away from retirement and got run over uh, by a guy that oh, was, uh, you know, intentionally ran him over. And the guy Ugh. saved a bunch of guys on the side of the road. I know it sounds really miserable, but it's going to be a great show. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a great comedy show. You're going to laugh right through yeah, it. That's yeah. it. It's going to be funny. But the guy, you know, eight months of retirement. So the guy and the guy's he's in the hospital. He's recovering right now. Uh, um, but uh, all the money raised is going to uh, benefit him and his family, you know. So, so I'm doing that one. That one to me is like uh, an important one. Awesome. Um, all the other stuff I do is pretty much garbage, you know. But uh, you know that one. Will <laughs> well, be. yeah, but it's uh, it's also uh, perfecting your craft, if you will. Well, that's what uh, I can't use the word craft, Steve, with a straight face, looking at you, knowing that you and I have done such fabulous shows as the Russell. Uh, <laughs> what's that called? The uh, no, it was the veterans. Uh, you went to the Beck. Didn't we go to Beckett? We went to. Beckett. Oh yeah, we we did Uncle Larry's. That was the best. Yeah. Which is no longer Uncle Larry's, by the way. It's, is it still a place? It's called Papa Bob's. Papa? Well, yeah. Well, well now we went from Uncle to Papa. Yeah, was it, it was like a hostile overthrow between <laughs> Papa Bob and Uncle Larry? I just, it, listen, a family squabble? So, I just remember going in there and seeing this big, tall guy with this really racist uh, shirt on. Okay, so we're like, yeah, we're in Beckett. Yeah. So, 
Steve, this is another glorious story that I tell you about a show Steve put me on. Uh, I forgot my jacket there because I got really blackout drunk while I was on stage because I had to. And, uh, <laughs> you know, usually you just say a bunch of horrible stuff and you're like, I'm never going to see any of you people again. When's yeah. the next time we're going to be at Becca? And you leave. And uh, I came to this realization I left my $300 uh, coat there. So I had to slink back in there the next day like, hey, everybody, sorry about, sorry about that. Sorry about your wife. Sorry I said <laughs> sorry. that. Just here to pick up my coat. But that guy you were talking about, that was the guy with the real racist shirt. Yeah. I started making fun of him, and he stood up. I, I, and I promise you guys, this is how big he was. I watched him pick up the back end of a car that was stuck in a snowbank after to help them get out. That's how yeah. big this guy was. <laughs> and he, and he, I, so I was making fun of his shirt, making fun of him. And he stood up, and he pointed at me, and he said, there's only one exit out of here, boy. And I, I said, I was saying that he probably couldn't read. And, uh, <laughs> and I looked at the crowd and I said, hey, whatever any of you guys do, nobody point out the guy what these uh, little light up red signs over all these doors mean. <laughs> <laughs> always good times. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's always, times, uh, it's always a times. pleasure. Well, uh, yeah, I think yeah. uh, well, that comes to our time to an end. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Marty. Uh, yeah. we'll yeah. just let you go. Marty, your, your expiration date has finally hit. But I'm going to be, again, at the Brouhaha. I'll be at City Scene Brouhaha. Uh, follow me on Instagram. It's just my name, Marty, M-A-R-T-Y. My last name, Capronis. Cap like a baseball caproni, like rice Roni on Instagram. Or if you yeah. hear me on this and you want to add me on Facebook, shoot me a letter. Nothing threatening. Uh, and uh, and I'll be happy to uh, to uh, let you know when our show is going to be, and you can uh, you can show up at the pop up show. You Very good. Cap like a cap in your ass? Is that what you said? No, cap like a baseball cap. But oh, we're in downtown yeah, Springfield, yeah, yeah, so yeah, a cap in your ass is probably way that. more yeah. apropos. Right. Makes you feel like you're back in a Springfield liquor store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank's back in store. <laughs> Marty Caproni of the Mayflower Marathon with Bax and Steve on Rock 102.